0: Welcome to another episode of the Bipolar Disorder Moment. My name is Alan Cooper. Today on our show we have Beth Henry. She is the owner of Prairies to Peaks and I think I don't do a very good job of introducing people. Everybody does a better job of doing it on their own. So Beth, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Well, thank you, Alan. I will introduce myself. Um, as you well put it, I am the owner of Prairies to Peaks Consulting based here in Calgary, although we've learned to pivot and do it online, which was a new thing for us during COVID. Um, yeah, that's that's who I am. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you for the next few minutes.
0: Okay, so what is Prairies to Peaks? What What do you guys do?
1: So Prairies to Peaks is a training center, is what we like to define it as. It's a training center that specializes in giving mental health peers and teaching them to journey alongside each other in either a voluntary position or a paid position. That's kind of up to them. But it's all about the journeying alongside and knowing how to do that. Um, We've been doing it for about 12 years now. And more recently, like I mentioned, we have moved to an online system, which is working really well. So I've actually been able to, this year, work with people all across Canada. It's been kind oh, of cool. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So what's been the major shift between doing the online version as compared to having the in-person peer support meeting well, instruction?
1: I I probably prefer, to tell you the truth, the the in-person, just Mm -hmm. because I like to feel those vibes. It just feels like there's, and there is, a screen between me and the other person. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do in the middle of COVID.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, and I've taken the training, too, and we did it online. It was excellent, actually. It was was very good. But I've also done it in-person. And it does take a bit of the emotion out of things, I think having things online because like you said I think you miss that that energy of being in person
1: totally that's what I feel but this way I can also save some money for people who wouldn't have to do travel expenses so I guess there's a payoff that way
0: yeah and the online I learned a ton when we just having the online version too it was was great experience so thank
1: you
0: I think it's very effective still
1: Good.
0: Thank you Okay, <laughs> hearing that feedback. <laughs> That's good. So what made you start Prairie to Peaks? Prairies to Peaks. So, prairie to Peaks.
1: Her-
0: is it Prairie pra- to... Prairies... Is it's only one prairie or is it several prairies?
1: It's several prairies because Manitoba and Saskatchewan would be our prairie provinces. Oh, okay. It's all the way west to... BC, which we would think more of mountains and such and so, and Alberta in the middle. So it's Prairies to Peaks, pretty much okay. across Western Canada, although like I said, online it ended up being even into Ontario, but that's that's where the, the name came from. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. So you were wondering what made me decide to start it? Well, mm-hmm. I, I have to say that probably what was a big factor in it, there was a number of factors, but I had myself a depression probably 25 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I was in small town, Saskatchewan, and there wasn't any resources. Um, I was actually at that point in time, an entrepreneur. And I had to shut down my business because I just couldn't make things work together with this depression that I had. So um, I moved to Calgary with my family kind of did different things around here. And then I saw a small little agency doing a pop-up marketing thing in So Centre Mall of all places. And what they wanted to do was have people who had a mental health lived experience and help them um, walk alongside the new people who were going to start new businesses. So I thought, well, since I had a business and since I had a mental health concern, I should try and see what I could do with that. Mm -hmm. And um, part of their mandate was to send everybody to Georgia, Georgia in the States. And I went there in November and I thought, this is so wonderful. Um, But it it was a great time to go to Georgia. (laughs) I still have very long memories of the Spanish moss on the trees and everything. It was wonderful, Alan. Go go to Yeah, <laughs> hmm. um, but I went down there, and and Georgia in particular had really developed a whole peer training. Mm-hmm. They called it Appalachian Consulting at that point in time, mm. and uh, I came back up, and I couldn't stop talking about the experience I had learning, and not not just the experience in the learning, but the elevated sense of it's okay to say I have a mental health concern. That's just something that I had never, like I said, I, I closed a small business in Saskatchewan because I could never have said it's okay to have a mental health concern. But I went down to Georgia. They, they helped me understand that was all right. They have a whole lot of people doing all kinds of um, trainings, and it's still very, very, very active. So I came up here and I actually brought the instructor from there up twice to Canada. Mm-hmm. And he came up one November, I guess, because I went down there in November the year before. I don't know. But he came up and he said, Beth, it is too cold. I mm-hmm. never want to come up again. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. And he you said... You didn't think it was bad? <laughs> no, I really did It was a long <laughs> But he was really, really freezing. (laughs) And so he said, how about if I give you proprietary rights and you can purchase this on an annual basis and see what you can do with it? So I said, game on. Hmm. And uh, I I purchased the rights. I had to Canadianize the material, um, had to start out my own entrepreneurial thing. So that was kind of the logistics behind it all happened and and how it all happened. But I have to say, I keep doing it because I believe in it. Yeah. I believe in it because it fills a gap. And I think a lot of people are starting to find that I, I have great admiration for all of our professionals who work in the mental health field. Mm -hmm. I just don't think there could ever be enough of them. Yeah. And I don't think that it would be their role to sit in a coffee shop and talk to somebody who's just having a really hard day, right? Mm -hmm. They have different roles, important roles, but just not those roles. Um, So it fills a gap. And I thought I am going to really keep putting my shoulder to the wheel here and help other people have these tools. And probably my most fulfilling times on a monthly basis, because I generally try and do this once a month, is after training when people say I have had some aha moments and I feel it's okay to talk about my lived experience. That, that just, that makes me have a lot of joy. That's, that's the purpose in it.
0: Oh, it's very positive. I like how you say it fills a gap. because I, I work in peer support too. I facilitate peer support groups and there's nobody could do what we do. Absolutely. They, uh, yeah, something about being with a peer that's just magic- magical. We see people get really better and the, the impact of having a peer has been so incredible. It's nothing I would have imagined. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think you're so right that it does fill a gap. So now that I've <laughs> talked about that, <laughs> I want to ask you a question. Okay. It's something I really struggle with is when I try to explain what we do in peer support and why it's important to people who don't have an illness, they really struggle. Um, our, our group is very organic. We just have people come and they share what's going on for them. And sometimes it's it's not the content (laughs) it's the fact that we understand each other and we're part of this group together so I facilitated a discussion and people often ask me do you have topics or do you have like outcome measures and things like that and I have a hard time saying no we just we hang out (laughs) and it's tremendous it's uh Maybe it's a massive part of my of staying well. So do you have a way of explaining it to people that might be a bit better than I don't know how to explain it to people,
1: honestly. So it's it's kind of a little bit nebulous, but I'll tell you where I start with people. I start by saying peer work is not new, it's only revalued. And I say that because. Back in the day, they tell me I wasn't around, but back in the day, our grandmothers were peers to each other through any kind of red measles or chicken pox or anything else. They probably didn't meet at a coffee shop, they stood over the fence or what have you. And they were able to encourage each other to keep going, not because they were doctors, not because they were experts, but because they had that lived experience and there's just something about somebody saying, I've been there, I've done that, I, I know what it's like, that that is so refreshing and so encouraging, right? And so I, I, I can't say enough how much I appreciate our professionals, but you won't very often, very seldom would you hear them say, I've been there, I've had a mental health concern, I understand what you're feeling and your fears and you're trying to work through recovery that language doesn't come from our professionals, and that's okay. But I always start out by saying, if you think of two grandmothers across the fence talking about chickenpox, that's a good example of peer work, okay? And then I talk about how peer work is exactly that, sharing that lived experience. Now, we've moved in our society, we have police peers, we have firemen peers, it just seemed to take a long time to get mental health off the, out of the gate, right? Um, it, it's all about the value of having somebody, just like you said, you hang out with your group and you say, we know about this from the inside. Maybe you want to try this. Maybe you want to do that. What's a goal you'd like to set for yourself versus what is often said to us, when I see you next, I want to see this, this, and this, those indicators, Right. Um, what's a goal that you want to set for yourself? It elevates self esteem so that people feel empowered when they are in a group like such as yours, or the ones I've trained, where suddenly it's not the bad word. Right? My mental health concern is not something that everybody's going to go, Oh, how do we handle this? <laughs> it, it's, it's, Part of life and and really statistically m- most Canadians have had a mental health concern they just don't talk about it so I that's how I explain it to people that's how I explain the value of it um, there's a place for the professionals as I've said but there's something about having somebody journey alongside of you through chicken pox or mental health concerns it just allows it, it allows you to have a friend And I will say that, um, as we would all know, our world is rather disenfranchised right now. There's lots of people who can't talk to whoever for any number of reasons. And so finding a safe place is a tricky thing to do. Um, And that is a really good reason to have peers. In in our peer work training, we talk about, so maybe you want to just sit at a coffee shop And just talk about how are you feeling and really take the time to really hear, because you don't have to fill out charts. You don't have to do all kinds of, you know, I've got 15 minutes, get it done. (laughs) You know, (laughs) all of those things. There's there's just a more openness, a sense of journeying alongside. That's to me how I define peer work. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and I agree. Of course, I, I couldn't have gotten better without the professionals in my life but often people who come to our group at OBAD one of the first things they realize after a couple of sessions is that they're not ashamed of having bipolar disorder anymore mm-hmm. um, they meet they meet a lot of people other people who have it and I think that goes a long way in in helping them feel better is, if you don't feel ashamed that's a pretty big thing
1: absolutely well that's that brings in the stigma topic right people are have been taught to whatever you do don't talk about this that was mm-hmm. that was for years and decades that was the byword don't talk about your mental health and if you're seeing things or you know hearing voices or whatever just don't because they'll put you away <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of language used back in the day now, and, and I, I think we need to do a salute to the Clara Hughes and the everybody else's who have been prominent names and who have said, we have mental health concerns. Anytime somebody says that, including the people in your group, it allows somebody else to take a sigh of relief and say, I can talk about this. It's
0: a very special thing.
1: Very special thing. I, I love it because it is a very special thing. It helped me. And and I truly want to give that legacy to other people. That's why I do what I do.
0: It's like magic. I don't know how else. I've, in my experience, I've been peer, facilitating the group at Obed since 2012. And mm-hmm. I always remember how people look the first time they come.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: always remember when they smile the first time and
1: I just I don't
0: think anything else could just put you into a place of wellness like peer support does so I I feel and it feels like such an honor to be that person for people who are struggling and and having them be so vulnerable in front of us and the other thing that is really great is the way after a while they start to support each other in the group and they become a team, which is and I kind of step back a little bit and I see how how they encourage each other in their journey of wellness. So it's it's such a special thing.
1: It's very rewarding.
0: It's very rewarding. Very rewarding.
1: So I was just
0: curious. So who do you recommend takes the course at Prairie to Peaks? Prairies to Peaks.
1: Prairies to Peaks, you got it.
0: <laughs> More than one prairie.
1: Oh, sorry. Well, so probably because the, the stream that I'm working on the most right now, although I'm looking at some new endeavors for 2022, but the stream that I'm working on the most is in mental health, right? Mm-hmm. And so, anybody who has had a mental health concern would possibly do well to take this training, both for their own tools, but also to come alongside in the journey to somebody else. And then I get always get asked, Well, I haven't had the big five, you know, I haven't had a huge disabling kind of mental health concern. It doesn't need to be because it's not about the mental health concern it's about the journey together. Like you and I, we could have some good talks, even though our diagnosis, if you will, is completely different. But we're not talking about that, because I don't even know how to spell half of it, right. And you wouldn't know all about my diagnosis. But we can talk about the journey, we can talk about the recovery, we can talk about what do we do in social settings, we can talk about, if I have a problem that I can't think my way through, you could give me a tool. It's all about the recovery part. So anybody who would say that they would have on any level a mental health concern could be a good candidate for taking this training. Um, We're starting to see more and more people like yourselves who facilitate groups want to take this training so that they can kind of keep things from spiraling in their groups. Right. Sometimes that can happen where it just sort of becomes who's got the worst week going kind of thing. Um, and so sometimes it's good for facilitators to have some new tools to work with that. So pretty much anybody who has ever had a mental health concern of any level could value taking some training so they can walk alongside each other.
0: That's excellent. So, And what did you mean by having the training to keep things from spiral spiraling.
1: Well, what people have told me and what I have seen is that, you know, it's hard to run a group where you want to make sure it is a positive experience, but everybody's coming in hurting and um, maybe just really, really wondering how they can get through another week. Right. So, on one hand, you're trying to give people uplifting things. And the other hand, they're spiraling was my word into, you know, I've had a worse week than I did before and on and on it goes. And so that's what I meant by that. And the idea would be that as you have some tools, you can use actually language and even techniques that we would teach that would help people not really going to those darker places and take everybody else with them. Does that
0: answer I, that? Yeah. So not just empathy giving people tools to to step in the right direction and that's correct. And get gain a more positive life rather than just everybody goes down the misery hole. <laughs> Is that what you mean? I
1: like that word. I've never heard that. Yes I <laughs> I, I just made
0: it up <laughs> hey, <I like> it. <laughs> okay
1: so we're just
0: finishing up here i was wondering if you had any other comments you wanted to share with everybody
1: well i i thought that i could comment that um, i have a website that lists the coming up trainings that i'm doing i'm doing two more what i call public ones
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: one is in october and one is november they are 24-hour modules and we usually spend one evening doing about three hours of really trying to make it a safe place. I I refuse to do a training if people are on edge. This just doesn't work. So we spend a lot of time with comfort contracts and understanding what's going to happen. And then we go right into three full days, and they are full days. And then we would finish that off usually on a Sunday afternoon. Now, having said that, We've often customized groups, and even with your group, we did it for a number of weeks, a couple hours in the evenings, and one full Saturday to take it home. Um, so, so we have some room to customize, but the public groups that I have coming up is the end of October, October 26, it starts, and then 28, 29, 30, and 31. And then a couple weeks later, we go into November 16, which would be the evening in a welcome night, if you will. And then 18, 19, 20, 21. So we have, those are two groups. It is all on the website. There's a form there on the website. Um, this is a, a private enterprise. So I do need to pay my facilitators. So there is a cost to it, mm-hmm. but, um, you are more than welcome. Anybody can take a look at my website, which is www prairies with an s to peak all one word prairies to peaks.com okay and so then um, it's all there and I am happy because I I'm an entrepreneur I can give you my my phone number too I don't know if you record this but I'll just give it to you and you can keep it 403-462-6756 or my email is beth.henry .cps for certified peer specialist that came from Georgia at gmail.com. Okay.
0: Great. Excellent. Well, to really thank you for being on my podcast today.
1: I'm I'm excited to do this, Alan. This is my very first. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, great.
0: And thank you for all your information on prairies. peaks (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, i got it it. yes all right well thank you so much and thank you to my listeners i hope you enjoyed today's interview if you'd like to know a little bit more about me my blog is bipolarweekly.com. and if you want to follow me on twitter my twitter handle is at alan g cooper This is our show for today. So this has been another bipolar disorder moment.